it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the All Pacers pod. I'm Jack, and I'm the host today, which is kind of strange because I've been looking all around this room, and I don't see Jeremy anywhere or Breezy. So it's um, me today, and I'm joined by Jeremy's brother, Jacob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, my pleasure. And um, just so everyone knows, we're not replacing Jeremy with Jacob. I don't want to tell you who I think is the better one of the two. I'll let you guys decide listening to this podcast. You can go back and download all of our older podcasts as well. Um, but no, you probably should do that. Yeah, just go back and download all of our old podcasts. Compare um, Jeremy and Jacob. You can make your decision and um, let us know. But we have a special episode today because it is October 29th, 2020 when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And Jacob, do you know what happened three years ago on this date? Because you told me. Yes. It was an, a very important basketball game three years ago today between the San Antonio Spurs in the Indiana Pacers, yeah. Yes. Um, Oladipo's sixth game. Oh, Sabonis' sixth game as well for the Pacers. Really? Uh, yeah. It was their, they'd just gotten traded. The Paul George trade had happened. Pacers fans were a little skeptical on, like, was this a good trade? Why didn't we get Brandon Ingram in a draft pick? Mm. What, like, what? why is this what we got back? Um, and then the Pacers went into – well, it was in Indy. I don't know why I said that. They, didn't, they did not go to San Antonio. It was in Indy. And Oladipo and Sabonis really showed out for the first time in their Pacers career. And that was three years ago to this date, which is crazy. And I don't want to give too much away. I, I know a lot of you guys know the Oladipo moment against the Spurs in this particular game. But um, we're going to talk about that today. And Jacob is here because he is a diehard Spurs fan. Maybe the only one you'll ever meet from these parts. Yes, from Indiana. Yeah, Indiana boy, born born and raised. Yeah. You know, they say we grow basketball here. The state of Indiana grows basketball here. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I turned out to be a Spurs fan somewhere my mom went wrong. So, yes, we do have a great podcast planned out today. We're going to be talking about that game from October 29th, 2017. But, as always, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and follow us on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Yes, there's a difference, Jacob. It's because you can't do dots on Twitter, apparently. Hey, I'm a follower. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm a follower of all.pacers. Wow. I mostly uh, disagree with most things you guys say, but that's because I'm a fan of a different team, you know? Uh, yeah. Hey, and it's okay. I mean, I've already blocked you, so it, I don't even see it. See, perfect. Oh, but I did <laughs> I did win a card this year on one of our card giveaways. You did. It was a big day for me. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you are listening to this podcast right now. So, hey, while you're at it, why not leave us a five-star review? Yeah. And subscribe yeah. too. So that's my last announcement. Oh well, actually, sorry, I got one more. Uh, we got some. We got a big thing planned coming up here soon. Um, we're meeting with a marketer. It's going really well. I don't want to tell you guys exactly what it is because we aren't rolling it out yet. But just stay tuned. All Pacers is growing, um, and we're bringing all of you who's listening right now with us. So you're here for the ride. We're so thankful. Thanks to all of you guys who have supported us from the beginning, or just been supporting us for a month. We're we're so thankful for that. And um, let's get into the podcast. All right, Jacob, so let's go ahead and get on into this episode. We're talking Spurs versus Pacers, October 29th, 2017. And yes, this is a Pacers-centric podcast, so there's probably going to be some bias. I don't I don't want to lie to you going into this, so just be aware. But we have some superlatives we're going to give away. We're going to talk about the game as well, um, and this, this is going to be good. We're going to talk about one of my favorite games in uh, Pacers history because, you know, Oladipo is one of my favorite players of all time, and it was just really good to watch this game and uh, see the beginning of his, I guess, roller coaster era in Indy. But 
what was a great year um, for the Pacers with getting rid of Paul George, moving on to Oladipo and Sabonis, and just growing from there. Man, it was a fun year to be a Pacers fan. But, Jacob, I have some questions for you just so people can get to know you a little bit as a Spurs fan. For sure. Um, are you ready? I'm, I'm ready, man. You tell me. All I'm, right. re- I'm ready to answer. Okay, so it's basic Spurs questions. How long have you been a Spurs fan? Okay, it's a funny story. Am I allowed to tell it? I mean, if it's funny, yeah. Okay, so Spurs fans started in, um, I think, 20, man, 2011 or 2012. It was the middle of the night, and my car alarm went off. And it's I, I park outside, and so I run outside. I'm in high school, and my car alarm's going off. I walk up to it. No one's there, and I look down on the ground, and there's just a hat on the ground. And I pick it up, and it's a San Antonio Spurs hat. <laughs> and I said, someone tried to steal my car. They didn't get it, and the Spurs hat's here now. It's a sign from God. I'm supposed to be a Spurs fan. <laughs> what were you a fan of before that? Um, the Pacers. Ooh. Well, I was homegrown, man. Indiana. Play play the boat horn. But it's hard when there's an act of God in your life. You kind of have to adhere to that, <laughs> and you suddenly become a Spurs fan. And then three years later, you know, they win the championship. Right? Yeah, I know. It's, hey, you were with the Spurs through thick and thin, so. Hey, very thin right now. <laughs> I'm wearing a Spurs shirt right now. Very thin. <laughs> yes. Um, you and Selena Gomez. Yes, our celebrity uh, Spurs fan. Yeah, um, and just for everyone listening, no, Jared from Subway is not our biggest Pacers supporter. Um, he's not our biggest celebrity fan. I, I don't know where all this is coming from. We got Mike Epps. We got Jesse Eisenberg. So, hey, stop with the Jared from Subway slander. Boomer. Boomer's a huge Pacers fan, I've yeah, heard. Yeah, Boomer's a huge Pacers fan. Reggie Miller, even. Like, yeah. We can't count Reggie Miller? Like, okay, come on. So, okay, that was your first question. Um and actually, your second question is, what made you a Spurs fan? So answered you it. answered it. I'm a um, prophet. Your third question is, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm Jacob Bale, Spurs fan. All right, next question. What's your favorite Pacers moment or moments? Oh, man. Because I, I know you've been a Pacers fan. They've at least been your second team, I would hope, throughout this time. You're in Indiana. Uh, third. But third, <laughs> yeah. Who's your second? Trailblazers, baby. Oh my gosh, I'm a huge Carmelo fan. What a waste of we time. We can talk about this on a different day. Okay, yeah. we're talking. My we'll, we'll have you on for the Trailblazers podcast. <laughs> I will gladly be back. All time favorite Pacers memory, man. Um, there's a few. I'm gonna make some people mad right now. When Paul George dunked on LeBron. That was a really cool memory to watch. I remember watching that in ba- my basement. Um, I also, well, this is going to be a random memory. One time I went to a Pacers scrimmage when I was a small child, and Reggie was still playing, and Jermaine O'Neal was still playing. And I waved at Reggie, and he looked at me. And he probably wasn't looking at me. He's probably just looking up. But I thought to myself, wow, Reggie Miller just looked at me. <laughs> hey, um, loves his fans, Reggie. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like he always he's super interactive on social media. Yeah. And I'm sure he was looking at you, man. Thanks, man. That's Reggie. He's the GOAT. Do you think he'll remember me? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And also, we were actually at the game. I don't know if you remember this. We went to a Pacers Heat game yep. one year in the yep. playoffs. It's the game when Dwayne Wade threw a full-court alley-oop to LeBron James. We were sitting in the very back row. Yep, touching Literally the, the very wall. back row. I mean, I... I Probably 75% of the Pacers games I've gone to, I can touch the back wall. Yeah. Because it's cheap. It's cheap, and you can. Uh, when you're in an arena, let's be real with each other. It's not really a bad seat. Like when you're in there, it's like, man, they're here. I can see them right there. It's pretty awesome, regardless. I know this is weird, but I like the logo to be the right side up with where I'm looking. Dude, me too. You feel that? Okay. I will spend more money to be on the right. Honestly, side. Honestly, yeah, Seriously. it's it's weird to see it upside down. Um, oh, 
Oh, cool. Well, that's all my uh, questions for you about the the Spurs slash Pacers, and because uh, I really don't care about any more of the Spurs sure. stuff about you. No, most people don't. <laughs> but let's go on and get into this game. Um, I'm just gonna give some notes. I want you to just chime in whenever. Sure. This is just like the basic notes of the game. I hope I don't give too much away. Um, and people are like, oh, so I can just skip forward. You're you're not gonna want to do that. We have some support some superlatives to give away mm. so don't skip ahead it's gonna be fun but some notes just to start this is the game where Oladipo hit his first game winner for Indy and Sabonis had a heck of a game I'm not gonna give his stats away quite yet but man he looked good second year player was just in the corner shooting threes for OKC the year before yeah we got him in that Paul George trade and man what a great throw in that was Danny Green had quite the flub <laughs> In this game, <laughs> and very topical because of the Lakers championship, and Danny Green threw the game away in Game Five. It was Game Five right? And the Heat won Game yep, Five because they won. They won Game Six. That's right. Yeah. So Danny Green's back in the conversation here for flubs. Uh, Spurs finished this season forty-seven and thirty-five, which was good for seventh in the NBA Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And Pacers finished this year forty-eight and thirty-four, which was good enough to finish fifth in the Eastern Conference. So the Pacers won one more game than the Spurs this year. If Spurs won, they would have had a better record than the Pacers. And they probably actually, I remember this year being crazy with records because they had 47 wins and were the seventh seed in the West. Yeah. Man, if they had 48, they probably would have been third seed. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's the West though, man. It it can be, it is very frustrating to be a fan of any team in the West. That's one of the worst things. There's so many great teams over there. Now, I will say this right now, freaking East, man. They are coming back. They're looking good. They are looking really good. And it's going to be – I'm excited for this next year because everyone's getting – this is going to sound so weird, but, like, the top teams of both conferences are getting so good. So good. You, would you say that about the Pacers? Yeah. <laughs> I think they were good this year. They were the four seed. Yeah, and they earned it. Yes. It was good coaching. Um, Not good enough, but, yeah. It Honestly, he's a good coach. And then when it comes to playoffs, it, it just was – he could never put it together because mm. of creativity. Um, he would just get out coached in a seven game series. That's what that's what it boils down to. There was a lot of injuries. Nate McMillan could have been a lot better if his players were healthy. Who knows? I mean, even this year we took the Cavs to seven games and outscored the Cavs in that series by forty points and we lost. Yeah. Which is insane. Um so Nate McMillan has he wasn't a bad coach for the Pacers, just like four straight years of uh, losing in the first round, not good enough. So we're excited about the new coach. We'll talk about that later. But one more thing to note, two more things to note. Kawhi Leonard was out, correct? This was the start of the divorce of Kawhi Leonard and uh, the San Antonio Spurs. If you remember in the playoffs the year before is when Zaza Pachulia maliciously, (laughs) with malicious intent, put his foot underneath of Kawhi's ankle when the Spurs were up 30 points at Oracle Arena. Not that I'm bitter or like mad or anything like that. but we would have won that series. Uh, <laughs> no, one hundred percent. Absolutely, so. we would have won. But this was the this was the start of the divorce of the Spurs. So he was out all but nine games this year. Wow. Yeah. Um, Zaza Pachulia is um, our first round draft pick from twenty nineteen. Goga Batadze's basketball idol. Oh, yeah. That's that's too bad. Yeah. When we were watching it at our buddy's house, actually, Jacob, we were there together. Um, when Goga was drafted, it said like things about him. It was like from Georgia. I remember this. And Zaza Pachulia is his basketball idol. And I remember looking at that and being like, what have we done? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I like Goga going forward. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity because of Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis, but hey, he could be good. He blocked LeBron in the playoffs. It's good enough or in the, in the bubble. So that's good enough for me. That's all you need. 
Um, and then not only was Kawhi Leonard out, but Miles Turner was out. So Sabonis got his first start, mm. which was fun. Which was a little foreshadowing probably to the rest of their careers, uh, how things should be. Yes, um, I agree. Miles Turner should – well, you're a Spurs fan, so I'm just going to tell you, Miles Turner is great. You're going to want him. If you ever want to trade DeRozan, you're going to want Miles Turner. He's so good. Oh, I'll trade DeRozan. For Miles Turner. Mm, no. <laughs> All right, let's get into some superlatives. So we, we watched this game through. Um, ton of fun for me. I, I don't, I'm sure it was fun to like just watch those games from the past for you. Yeah. I have some categories. So I'm going to start with what age is the worst. And I'll let you go first for the Spurs. Yeah. So watching it, um, number one, brought back a lot of good memories of some good Spurs teams. I mean, we were so good the year before, and this was supposed to be like our year. But one thing I think aged poorly for us was our two top scores were our front court which that's not going to win you an nba <laughs> championship anytime soon in 2020 or more uh Pau gasol and lamarcus aldridge now i will say lamarcus aldridge is my favorite player in the nba currently right now but <laughs> having two big guys i you just watch the game and we just move so slow yeah lumbering uh you're gonna be a lumbering team if Pau gasol is your starting center yeah and st- even that, like, you go to that start. <laughs> How crazy would it be if an NBA team started two traditional bigs? I who, know. Who on earth would ever do that? Uh, dummies. Dummies yeah. would do that. So, you know, when DeMontis and my, I mean, when, when LaMarcus and <laughs> uh, Powell both started, it's like, oh, man, that's really killing our spacing right there. Yeah. Um, so is that the one thing that aged the worst? Do you have anything else? I think from that, that's just what it was for me. Like, that just, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, you can't see that work. Like Philly tried it, they failed. They hi- they fired everyone, and so yeah, it, you're gonna have to see. It's got to be a more of a guards league. So for the Pacers, what age the worst? I have just from this game. This might be drastic. Paul George's legacy in Indy started deteriorating in this moment. Wow. Yeah, in this moment. Okay. First of all, every Pacers fan wanted a reason to hate Paul George. Yeah. And most of us did at this point, too. Sure. I still have my Paul George jersey. I'll burn it at some point one day, maybe. But Yeah, at his funeral. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that feels too far. That'd I be apologize. Awful. What the heck? I'd like to apologize to Paul George. <laughs> hey, Paul nothing. George, if you're listening, we apologize. I have nothing against you. I just nope. hear indie fans trash all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, if you're listening, we apologize. And if you're listening, I don't believe it. There's no reason why you would be listening. And if you're listening, come to the Spurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Why not? So I have Paul George's legacy in Indy aged poorly in this because Oladipo had his first buzzer beater, which was uh, or not buzzer beater, game winner, which was more than Paul George ever had in his career besides the Gatorade commercial in Indy. Yeah. And Sabonis was really good. So it I don't want to say his legacy was completely trashed in this game because it wasn't for the for Indy, but it was the beginning of uh it deteriorating a little bit. So Yeah. If I now that I know I have some freedom to uh, do some non-basketball things, one thing that we saw to, um, age poorly in this game were Pau Gasol's knees. <laughs> like, before our eyes, we saw him turn from Lakers Pau Gasol, where he's just gliding across the floor, to Grandpa Gasol, yeah. where he's just, like, sputtering around. Does Pau Gasol need more love in all-time NBA rankings? Because he was the best player on two championship teams. Oh, my gosh. You did not just say I that. I believe that, and I will believe that for the rest of my life. I'm not even kidding. You apologize, and you walk around this house right now. No, you take I'm, a lap. I truly believe that Pau Gasol was the most important piece on Better those championship Kobe? teams. Yes. Woo. I'm dead serious. Oh, man. We might just have to agree to disagree on okay. this one. Or Metta World Peace, somewhere in there. Once Pacer, always Pacer. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, I also have not just Paul George's legacy in Indy. I also have uh, what aged poorly was Derek White getting less minutes than TJ Leaf. Yeah, that's, um, that did age poorly. Because Derek White didn't play. TJ Leaf played nine minutes and uh, was bad. I mean, or he played 11 minutes. He was bad. But, I mean, we've come to expect that. He might have. Is he worse than he was in this game we watched? TJ Leaf was it has been the exact same player since he was a rookie. The only thing is we thought he would be a three-point shooter, and he's never developed, and we thought he'd be able to play some defense, which he hasn't done. It's crazy it's to crazy. me as not a Pacers fan. Here's the cool thing. I'm going to give you guys my unbiased opinion on the Pacers because I don't care what you think about me. It's crazy to me that he was decent in college. He got so much hype. And he's just been trash in the NBA. Has he had a good game? Tell me, as a Pacers fan. Has he had a good game? Yeah, he scored 28 against the Bulls in 2018. Okay. Um, which is more than Lonzo Ball ever scored in a game. <laughs> hey, true. Actually, no lie to Maybe Maybe this will tell you that I'm not the best at basketball uh, scouting, if the Pau Gasol didn't tell you that already, but um, <laughs> the Pau Gasol take. Uh, I thought TJ Leaf was better than Lonzo in college, too. Wow. And I knew Lonzo was going to go earlier because of his ceiling, but I, I thought when TJ Leaf was at UCLA that he was the best player on that team. Man. Oof. And I'm not even kidding. So Wow. Um, he's been a disappointment, and look, I he seems like a nice guy, yep. um, but... I, I don't I just don't know. So let me let me give you this. TJ Leaf was picked 18th in 2017. This is rookie year. Okay. Derek White was picked 29th in 2017. Colorado, right? Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, Derek White, Colorado. I think. Uh, TJ Leaf has played for Team USA or Team Israel zero times. Derek White's been on Team USA once. <laughs> Why Team Israel? That is what I believe aged the worst. Jacob, let's move on to what aged the best. Ooh. So I'll start on this one because I'll let you start the last one. Um. For the Pacers, what aged the best is Oladipo took over as the star player in this game. Okay. And this was his first of many big shots for the Pacers. And, and for Pacers fans, we started to feel like the Paul George trade uh, was, no, was no longer a bust, which we were all worried about that because we're like, why do we not get a draft pick out of this? So good moment for Oladipo and his leadership going forward. Um, and like I said earlier, this was his first game winner for the Pacers, and that was more than Paul George ever hit. Wow. And the Oladipo-Sabonis trade – began to age really well from this point on as well. I would agree with you. I think that the Pacers were better without Paul George. Um, when it comes to the Spurs and what aged the best from the Spurs, I would say this. A hope of a bright tomorrow without Kawhi Leonard. Oh. Because now watching the game, because obviously we lost, it was like, oh, man. But you watch the game and it was like, dang, like some of these dudes are good. Derek White didn't even play, and we still had a good – game like DeJounte Murray this was his second year and DeJounte Murray I, I love DeJounte Murray man I love DeJounte Murray you talk about a kid that plays hard Bryn Forbes which I'm sure we'll talk about later because yeah. Jack uh, uh no, no 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 this is a this is a completely uh Austin take I have n I have no interest in Bryn Forbes Austin says Bryn Forbes should be our target this offseason <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know about that but Bryn Forbes I mean he didn't play very much but like you just you you saw these glimpses of what could be and you know you I got to hand it to the Spurs. Let me brag on them for a second. When it comes to player development, man, that's that's some Spurs basketball right there. Kawhi Leonard comes into the league, can't shoot threes, can't even shoot the ball. Like, he was not a scorer really that much at San Diego State. And look at him now. Dude's freaking a robot. We roboted him. <laughs> we made him a robot. He's robotic. I didn't send you this question ahead of time, but I just thought about this looking at the Spurs roster, and I was thinking about it earlier today. Who's a player from this game that you thought was better than they actually are? 
because I actually have a Spurs player who I thought was so good, um, not just from this game, but his career in the pros, and it just fizzled out. A Spurs player, so you can even go Pacers too. I'll look at the Pacers as well, but mm. I have a Spurs. Oh no, I have a Pacer for sure. There's no one on the the Spurs who I thought was going to be so good. Oh well, I then let me give you mine. Okay. Because I thought Brandon Paul was so freaking good at the <laughs> pros. I'm not even kidding. Well, I loved him in Illinois, and I'm a big Hoosiers fan. Um, so for me to even like someone from Illinois is a big deal. Let, wait, hold up. You said fizzled out. Do you know how many seasons Brandon Paul played in the NBA? Maybe like two. One. <laughs> this was his only season in the entire NBA. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. He had oh, one yeah. season in the NBA. Gosh, I really liked him. I did not, uh, dude. 27% three-point shooter. That That's makes sense why he's out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> he was never um, awesome. If I if I had to look at the uh, – the oh, what? Hey, let me just say, though, the Spurs lost this game, and he was plus two, plus minus. So, I mean, is, is he that bad? Yeah, the Spurs lost this game, and he was out of the league the next year. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Um, I would say if there's someone who I thought was going to be really good and they weren't, I'll just go back to it right now. Um, TJ Leaf. Oh. Just thought he would be okay. Like thought he was going to be way better than he was and just wasn't, man. Yeah, I'll go ahead and agree with that. <laughs> like what happened? We've already talked about it. We have to move on. But what happened? So sad. Yeah, I know. Also for the Pacers, everyone loves this dude. Uh, Joe Young. Joe Young. Man, never got his opportunity. It feels like a current Alize or a, he was the Alize Johnson before Alize Johnson. Someone that the Pacers fans know is going to be good, but just can't get time on the court. Um, Joe Young's over in China right now, averaging like 200 points a game. 200. <laughs> Impressive. It's, it's probably like 80 points a game. I'm not even kidding. Jeez. He's a fun follow on Instagram because his life's going really well. And it's it's like, why are, why are you not getting a chance in the NBA? Man, Mighty Joe Young. I do miss watching him play. Mighty Joe through. Young is, uh, I'm pretty sure that's his Instagram handle. I think so, yeah. yeah. I might actually follow him. You might. Weird. That's really weird. Yeah, it is really weird. <laughs> so he was a good one. Um and I also just want to mention Davis Bertans, once a pacer, always a pacer. <sighs> we had that draft pick and traded it away. Let me let me can I hop on a, a soapbox really quick? Let me What's tell that? you how freaking horrible Marcus Morris is as a human. Okay. To the fact that he said he was gonna come to the Spurs, so we traded away Davis Bertans to make room for him, and then he freaking backed out. And who did we sign instead? Anybody want to take a guess? Um, Trey Lyles. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Indiana legend. I watched his high school state championship game in person. No, Trey Lyles is now a double a double rival for me. Number one, went to Kentucky. I'm a huge little fan. Number two, <laughs> freaking is not Davis Bertans or Marcus Morris, so I hate him. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy that they got rid of Davis Bertans for Marcus Morris. People need to quit, like, quit with these Marcus Morris twin, like, additions. Like, they're good and all, but... Quit, quit giving them so much money. And quit getting rid of, like, good players, too, for these guys. Hey, so far, one Morris twin is a champion, and it is not Marcus. And probably both of them played at separate times in the, in the 100%. championship. 100%. But not even a question <laughs> if that happens. They just switch out. They have identical tattoos. They look yeah. the exact same. So, I mean, it makes sense. All right, big tangent. But let's move on. What player do you wish the Spurs still had from this game? So, from this game, it's three years in the future now. Their, their current self. What player do you wish the Spurs still have? And you can't use LaMarcus Aldridge because he's still on the team or whoever's still on the team. De no, DeJounte Murray. No question. This, this is the easiest question you're going to ask me all day. Davis freaking Bertans. Over Kawhi Leonard. Uh, <laughs> he didn't play in the game. I thought about that. Oh, can okay. I say Kawhi? No, yeah, okay. We, we can keep it the way you thought it was. Okay, because I thought, man, I want Kawhi. Davis Bertans, dude. I 100%, as Jeremy would say, Davis Bertans. Like, I... <laughs> 
the fact that he is so good. He was the number one three-point shooter last year. Went to the Wizards and is still pretty good. He's still shooting really well. He's going to get a big contract next year. I'm so frustrated. That was such a sad thing. Yeah. And he got, like, he just, ugh. Hey, no, hey, I feel your pain there because we also had him and let him go away. Hey, um, and Kawhi. And Kawhi. And you want to know who else that we drafted? George Hill, baby. We traded away. No, no, no. Someone we drafted and traded away. Who? He's a uh, Brooklyn Net. A Brooklyn Net. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. No, this is a bigger one than that. What? Bigger than Davis Burton. Karis Levert. Karis Levert. We you drafted, drafted Karis Levert. Yep. I did not know so, that. So uh, we had Kawhi, Karis Levert, and Davis Bertans. Do you guys ever think that maybe you're actually really great drafters and then you second-guess yourself and you trade them away? Because that's three great draft picks. Um, f- okay, first of all, I have two answers to this. Uh, we're not great drafters True. unless it's the 10th pick or 11th pick, I think, because Roy Hibbert and Paul George were good draft picks. Oh, I'm not going to trash that. Well, I guess Miles Turner was 10th as well. That, was, that wasn't a bad draft pick. No, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's just been the exact same player since we drafted him. Yes. Um, well, he can shoot threes now. Some, yeah, I guess so. He right. will shoot threes now. That's what I should say. Maybe no, I mean he sh- he can hit threes. It's he just seemed like he was missing more towards the end of the year. But maybe all the Pacers' uh, hate from the fans was getting into his head, probably. And also, w- we didn't necessarily draft these guys. We traded the draft pick, which turned into him. Also, uh, I don't know if you knew this. We had the Michael Jordan draft pick and traded that away for. I can't remember who at this point. I think Darnell Hillman. That's tough because you could have had to Hakeem, who is my all-time favorite player, or Michael Jordan. That's really tough. Or Bowie. Yeah, nobody wants Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Portland wanted uh, Bowie. The Pacers probably would have picked him if I had to guess. <laughs> so true. No, they would have traded Jordan and traded him away on draft that's night. What, that's what it was. All right, so your answer is Davis Bertans over Bertans. over Manu Ginobili, current Manu Ginobili. Yeah, I don't want the current Manu Ginobili. Gosh, I w- if I was a Spurs fan, I'd want Manu just for the heck of it. I wouldn't hate if he became our next coach. Oh. Let me speak that into existence. Oh, I'm in, dude. Honestly, uh, Pacers fans deeply believed that Becky Hammond was coming to the Pacers. Man, I'm not going to lie. I deeply believed it. Yeah, she seems like... I don't know how good she is as a coach. I don't know if anyone really does, yeah. but I just thought that would have been really fun. Pacers, Jeremy said this in one episode, Pacers are the first team uh, to ever have a female general manager, yeah. female scout, female player, um, I think female owner, and then this would have been the first female coach. Progressive. Yeah. In From Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> Believe it or not. Very interesting. Um, so, yeah, that would have been fun. I'm really excited about our coach. And completely flipped, but Becky Hammond would have been good. Nate Bjorgen. Bjorgren. Bjorgren. Yes. Nate um, Bjorgren. We have some fun stuff to talk about him later. But uh, the player I wish the Pacers still had from this game, I actually have three, but I ranked them. So we sure. can just go with the first one. But I'm going to read the rest. Can I guess? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's This should be easy. It should and be if you, easy. I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not Thad Young. I know people like Thad Young. <laughs> Thad Young's not as good as people say. Here's who I know is on there. I just don't know in what order. Okay. I know for a fact. No, no, no wait. This is your one guess because the number one player I think is pretty obvious. The number one is if you didn't say you want Bogdanovich on your team still, that's foolish. Yeah, Bogdanovich is my first one. 2020 stats, he averaged 20.2 points per game for Utah, 4.1 rebounds. 41.4% from three, 90.3 from the free throw line. Yeah. Almost had a 50-40-90. Just sh- his field goal percentage was like 46 or 47, so lower. But, I mean, he's good now. I and mean, you put Bogdanovich on that Utah team, Bogdanovich on that Utah team, they beat the Nuggets, and they go to yeah, the next probably. round. And they, I mean, if, if Denver could beat them, 
the, excuse me, Denver can beat the Clippers, then you think that Bogdanovich with the Jazz can beat the Clippers. Yeah. Like, you think that can and happen. And Donovan Mitchell just took a huge step in this playoffs. Hey, that's my boy. Yeah, your I boy love from Louisville. Donovan Mitchell. Um, the second person, because I know you as a human, is Lance Stevenson. Ooh, close. He's third. This oh. one, this is a trick one. This is a trick. I have my second one is 2017 Oladipo. <laughs> I did not. I, I know not that's that. I know that's tricky. Uh, All-star in 2017. First team all-defense in 2017. Wow. Um, and healthy in 2017. Yep. So, which and wanted to be there. Ooh, uh, he's gonna want to be an indie when he sees that the Pacers are the only ones willing to pay him as much as he wants. That's probably true. So yes, Oladipo 2017 second. I have Lance Stevenson at third, just because it's Lance Stevenson. Um, and you know what? Maybe even fourth. Let's just go Joseph Young. Sure, I'm, I like him. Mighty Joe Young, second yeah. reference today. Shout out. Yeah, and uh, he can sit on the bench again. Whatever. I yeah. mean. He's not going to play over Aaron Holiday. Come be a part of it. Yes. We love Joseph Young here. And if you're listening, hey, come on into the All Pacers podcast. There's always a spot for you. All right. What was the worst player on each team that played? Oh, I can go first on this one. It was Jack's future prospect of the future, Brandon Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the worst player, though, was he? Um, That played? Oh, okay. That played. If I you look you. at like a... a Fullness of, I mean, you look at our bench. Matt Costello didn't play, which Matt Costello, sad. Um, he was the worst player. If you look at the fullness of their team, Brandon Paul, sad, sad story. Dunzo. Yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. right. <laughs> I like Brandon Paul. Not going to deny it. All right, for the Pacers, th- it's easy, TJ Leaf. But he played. So yeah. we have to ask the question with the three players that didn't play. Yeah. Is TJ Leaf better than these three players also glenn robinson the third was not playing this game and he was on the team he was hurt glenn robinson the third is better than tj leaf yep is damian wilkins in 2017 who's i think 38 at this point better than tj leaf i'm gonna go ahead and say no yeah i think tj leaf's better if it's one-on-one i honestly would take damian wilkins because he's 38 and crafty for sure old man basketball against a 19 year old and tj leaf alex poithris from kentucky i'm gonna go hot take here and say Alex Poitras no, you're not. <laughs> is better than TJ Leaf. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the issue. Now, I can speak into this because huge Louisville fans, so you know you know your enemy really well. Um, Alex Poitras, his biggest issue was that he just never like had the passion on the court that he wanted to. One of our good friends, Kyle Wilson, he would always say, I wish Alex would yell after he dunks. Like, oh. I wish he would get up there and like have a little passion, have a little fire, because he thought that would translate into better basketball. And I think Alex Poitras, at a pure skill level, pure <laughs> skill level, is better. Now, maybe it was a thing it. where it's like TJ knew the defensive assignments better, the rotations better, and so he got that time. But I think at a pure skill level, Alex had him. Yeah. Would TJ leave. No disagreement here. Um, because I, I honestly don't have an answer. So I, I'll agree with you. Great. Um, and finally, Ike Onigbogu, also from UCLA, Teammates, rookie that right? year. Yeah. Teammates, yeah. Um, fun fact. UCLA that year had Lonzo, TJ Leaf, E.K. Onigbogu, Thomas Welsh, um, Bryce Alford, and Aaron Holiday, who's on the Pacers oh, right now. Oh, wow. So and they lost to Kentucky in the Sweet 16. And they did, yes. And they had NBA prospects come out of that. E.K. Onigbogu, I believe, would have been better if he didn't get hurt. Um, no, I don't even know why I said it that way. Yes, he would have been better if he didn't get hurt. Is he better than T.J. Leaf? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good he could have been. Um, there's there's really no proof that he could have been good. I have no idea. But I'm going to say he's better. Next category is, whoa, that guy was there. So this is anyone recognizable that you didn't know was at this game. Okay. I will go on a limb here 
and I'm, this is gonna be funny. I'm gonna say Pau Gasol. Oh, <laughs> well, I turned on the game um, to watch it all the way through. I I was shocked that he was on that team. Love it. Not that I forgot he was on there, but sometimes th- there's this weird thing where between after 14 and until 2020, there's this weird like I can't always remember who exactly was on each team because the Spurs were always in like this. We're good, but like not quite good enough. And then we had some good years. But yeah, uh, David West, former Pacer at one point. Yeah, David West, former Pacer. Tracy McGrady was on the 2013. Oh, there's a little fun fact for you guys. Right. He lost. Uh, <laughs> but Pal Gasol, I turned it on and I was like, yeah, yes, I love him. And starting. He, yeah, and he was so good for us. That's this, crazy. This, I mean, he had some good blocks in this game, too. He was like your classic good Spurs player because he was at a point where he doesn't have to be super mobile anymore. He can just have good fundamentals and just be a good part of the team. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Yeah. Love and uh, 5 blocks. I don't know why I didn't read that first. That's 5 my, blocks. That's my boy. I would bet 4 of those were on Thad Young. One was on Old Depot because I heard Quinn Buckner say, That's a foul! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Quinn Buckner is all for the Pacers players, man. Hey, I, you talk about a a commentator who is for his team, Quinn Buckner. Yes, and when you watch League Pass and listen to some of these other teams' commentators, you will be so thankful for Quinn Buckner. It's like Quinn Buckner. Here's here's how I'm gonna describe it. He is a true fan of the Pacers. Yeah, it's not like he's just a hired gun who's like go talk about basketball. He's like I am here for my team, which yeah. is super cool. Yeah, he's all in. It's, he's a good dude. And a great choice for the the commentator for games. Um, okay, so what was crazy to me was Mono Ginobili on the court. Yeah. Uh, I honestly would have thought he retired at this point. This was his last year. Yeah, I was not surprised by any of the Pacers. Um, I'm surprised you picked a spur. But, hey, I guess the Spurs flipped a lot more than the Pacers then. And, yeah, Mono Ginobili playing 21 minutes this game seems kind of crazy. True shooting percentage, though, of 19%. Yeah, no one ever said that he was going to be the best shooter <laughs> that year. <laughs> did he? I don't think he hit a shot, did he? Um, I think he had... Oh, uh, zero for six from the field, zero from two from three, three for four from free throws. Three for three, uh, free throws, there you go. Yeah, 21 minutes played, plus seven. I'll never forget, though. With a zero percent three-point and field goal percentage. They beat the Warriors in the playoffs this year. We were the seventh seed, and somehow the freaking Warriors got the oh wow the two seed. I was so mad about that. And we beat them one game, and it was all for Manu. I was like, man, I just want Manu, That's Manu cool. to win one game. It was a big day. That's cool. I didn't, um, I didn't cry that much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Career peaks. Did, did anyone peak in this game or this season? Maybe TJ Leaf. <laughs> yeah, honestly, maybe. <laughs> Um, I don't think anyone. Uh, well, actually, for no. the season, there's there's answers for the season. Someone but. did peak in his only season, Brandon Paul, <laughs> <laughs> because this is his only season. He was at his absolute best. Yeah, like, Matt Costello probably too. Let's see. He didn't play. Um, oh, you're talking about for the season? Uh, his career, he played four games, so this could very well have been his peak. He didn't get to play in this game, though, which is sad. Yeah. But let me go ahead and tell you. Let's, let's look up Brandon Paul's highs really quick. Okay, what I'm really curious to hear this. Um, while you do that, I'm going to tell you for the Pacers who peaked was for the season was Oladipo, obviously. Um, this is his best season he's ever had in his career. Like I said earlier, all-star and first-team all-defense. I think he was third-team all-NBA, too. I, I don't want to just go out on a limb and say that and be wrong. That's but impressive. Had a really good year for a good Pacers team that outscored the Cavs in the first round by 40 points and lost. Yeah. So, hey, refs, if you're listening out there, you got to get your act together. Is this the year that the Cavs were down by like 30 points and the and they came back and won? 
Uh, I don't know. Against the Pacers? Yes. I can't remember, honestly. If it happened, I put it out of my memory. Is I know the Pacers beat him by 30-something. Is this the year where five? Miles Turner dunked all over Kevin Love on that? It was in the playoffs. Gosh, we played the Cavs, I think, three straight years. Uh, That's true. I remember that. I don't remember exactly, but there was one. There was one amazing dunk. Miles Turner shoots a probably a 15-foot mid-range shot, gets his own rebound, and just hammers one on Kevin Love. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, did you find Brandon Paul's career highs? Yeah, I want you to guess. What do you think his career high in points was? This season. It was this only season. Eight. More. Thirteen. More. Oh, well, he was a good player. <laughs> That's my that. level. That's my limit right there is 13. <laughs> For a high points in the game. He had high points in the game. 15. Was, was 18. He scored what? 18 points in the game. But his season average was 2.3 okay. a game. So his high was 18. High. So all I'm hearing is he needed more opportunity. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's it. Because <laughs> well, when it depends when the game happened. Because when you asked me what TJ Leaf's best game of the year was or his career, he had 28 points against the Bulls. Are you um, ready to be absolutely shocked by when this game was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally the night after he paid the Pacers. Oh, really? It was October points. 30th. Well, maybe like deep down in my memory, I remember him being good because he looked okay against the Pacers this game, and then maybe I watched the game after. I don't know. That might be it. Yeah, because, I mean, he was good at Illinois, and then I just believed, him in, believed in him in the pros. Here's a real question. Did you only think he was good at Illinois because he beat Indiana? Probably. Yep. I honestly couldn't tell you anymore. I I don't even know how it went, but I bet he beat Indiana. <laughs> There's always like certain players that I really like. Uh, I can't even think of his name from Penn State. Oh, uh, Tim Frazier. Do you remember Tim Frazier? Yeah. Yeah. Penn uh, State did not know that. Yes. Uh, he had an okay career. He and I think he's still in the NBA. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll be a Pacers for one day. Okay. Ooh. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> so let's move on to the final superlative. What do you miss most about this team, or what do you? What do you miss the most from this team? Like mm. who? Maybe it's an abstract thought. If I had to say who I miss the most from this team, it would be Manu Ginobili. If I had to say what do I miss the most from this team, it would be hope of an NBA championship <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> Love it. Like at this point in the season, what, we're six games in? The thought was, all right, Kawhi will be back in January. We're a better team than we were last year. Let's go. You know, like yeah. I was like, we were just the, the the one seed last year, I think. Yeah, we were the one seed or the two seed, one of those two. We were just one of those top two seeds. We're going into this new year. Kawhi's hurt. He's going to be back in January. Let's just freaking go to the playoffs and win. Um, that didn't happen. And now, in a sad fashion, we missed the playoffs in the first time in 20 years. Crazy. So, you know, I just wish for that hope of a, a championship. Hey, um, I, I don't know anything about Yaka Pertle, but... Do you do you like him going forward? Yes, I really do. Because he was do. part of that Kawhi trade. It was Kawhi for Demar Derozan and Yaka Pertle, right? Yeah, um, very similar to the Paul George trade. Yeah, it really is. I <laughs> young big man and a proven two guard. I think uh, if we had to say right now, who won the trade? Did the Spurs win their trade for Kawhi, or did the Pacers win their trade with Paul George? I would say the Pacers won more than the Spurs. Pacers, yeah, Pacers did better because the Raptors won a championship. Y well, yeah, but I also think they just got as a whole. If you look at both players combined, how good they are, I think they got better players. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we got three All Star games out of it. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. mean, Jakob is he is good. I like him going forward. He's just going to be like that solid s s center. 
Yeah. Like he's not ever going to be in the uh, in tw- All-Star in game. The, in the 2020s NBA. Yeah. He's just going to be like that. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get blocks and play good defense. I'm going to block out, set screens. Like he's just going to be good. He's gonna Man, be good. and it sucks that Miles Turner is going to be playing over him next year. Yeah. I don't want him. We no, want we him. want you to have him. He, it's our gift to you. I told you, I'll trade with you, but I want <laughs> someone specific. We can talk about that later. Okay. Um, and for me, for the Pacers, what I miss the most from this team, obviously Lance Stevenson. I don't Just get for it. sentimental reasons. Guys, I don't get the appeal. He's just fun. He's, he's a fun player, and he was only good at Indianapolis, Yeah. which just made it so, so much better. Let I me mean, tell you this. He was tied to the Pacers because of that. As a former Pacers fan, in the heyday – of Lance Stevenson time, I was just annoyed by him when he would do the stuff that he did. Really? Really. Okay. I was all in always. They, that's Maybe it's because God had, had a different plan for me. Yeah. And he wanted me to be a Spurs With that fan. Spurs hat. Yep. He was like, you, it's okay. It's, it'll be easy to <laughs> let go. I When he blew on LeBron's ear, I was like, I hate it. Dude. Come on, Do man. you love it? You yeah, love I it? I love it. Yeah. I hate it, man. Oh, my gosh. I can't deal with it. Yeah, Lance Lance is my guy. Also, one of the bigger triple-double threats in the league back in the Pacers' heyday. All, in 2013, eight, yeah, all eight a year, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is crazy to look back on now because anyone can go out and get a triple-double. Anyone can Anybody. Uh, okay, so my second player it was Lance Stevenson first. Second is Joseph Young. <laughs> we have a lot of Joe Young love tonight. I just love him. I mean, I think all Pacers fans agree. He just didn't get a shot, so I, I don't need to say it again. But there you go. That's our superlatives from the game. Pacers won this game by three points because Oladipo hit a game winner. It was 97 and 94. And then. Do you want to describe the game winner? Or do you want me to? You describe the game winner, and then I'll describe what happened after the game winner. Okay. Was the was Danny Green after or before? It was before Danny Green. Okay, how about you do that first? Okay, let me just go ahead and put it out there. Maybe you guys saw Game Six, or excuse me, Game Five of the NBA Finals, where Danny Green just screws up. Twenty twenty NBA Finals. Twenty twenty NBA Finals, where Danny Green screws up a perfectly good play. Um, it was that again. Instead of him shooting this year, though, he just threw it straight out of bounds. No, I think Popovich was open. Well, probably yeah. He, he passed to Popovich, right? Pretty frustrating, uh, even now to watch. Because I'm like, Danny Green, you're supposed to be better than this. What happened to you? But then that led to this next play that Jack will describe. Yeah, so uh, Pacers get the ball. Uh, we lose it out of bounds. We get the inbound pass. It eventually finds its way to Oladipo, who's being guarded by LaMarcus Aldridge for whatever reason. I don't know what how the switch happened. I don't know if Nate McMillan decided to show some creativity. I, I, I would guess it has nothing to do with Nate McMillan. Who cannot Lamarcus cannot guard on the perimeter? Yeah, dude has like no knees apparently. He just has two straight legs. Yeah, I think he uh, at that point I think Paul Gasol was more athletic than him. Oh, that's tough to hear, but <laughs> probably true. And Brandon Paul was definitely more athletic than him. <laughs> but 100%. anyway, anyway, Lamarcus Aldridge is guarding Oladipo out on the three point line. Oladipo starts going to the right, cuts back, pulls uh, pulls the ball up, takes a step back to the left. Drills a three over LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. That moment uh, still gives me chills even thinking about it. He was our star at that point going forward, and I deeply believe, and I, I know a lot of people out there do as well, but he hit that shot over Aldridge. Pacers go up three points, and then? Well, I, I don't even want to talk about the end anymore because I liked what you said. That was like, even now looking back, that was fun to see Oladipo have confidence and have like that coming out party for himself mm-hmm. where it was like, Man, I'm going to feel for him because in um, Oklahoma City, he just couldn't get it going. And honestly, dude, I think it's Westbrook. I think it was Westbrook. Yeah. Taught uh, him how to play. Taught him how to like work out and stuff. He always talks about that. Yeah. But 
just could never shine the way he deserved to shine. People love playing with Westbrook, but get so overshadowed by Westbrook they look bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, Oladipo did average, I think, 17 points a game in OKC, though. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Not not a bad not a bad season for not him. Not bad at all, but like... It just wasn't who they wanted him to be. They wanted him to probably be like a 23-point-per-game score, which he turned into. Which he needs the ball in his hands. He needs the... Uh, yeah, he's a ball-handling guard who... My favorite thing he does, and I he partially did it this play, where he backs up to basically half court, and he's faster than anybody that's going to guard him, mm-hmm. and he just blows by him. Or he stops on a dime, does a step back to the left, and pulls up for three. And, I mean, he did that this game, looked good, and it was the beginning of the Pacers' fun time with Oladipo as their team captain and star player. I Yeah, it was it – was, even though I didn't like the outcome, I appreciate a good shot like that, and it was very fun to watch that shot go in. Yes, Aw, thanks. You're welcome. So let's move on to some Pacers news, Jacob. Okay. Some things have been happening recently. Um, first and foremost, we got Nate Bjorkren as our new head coach. Sure. What do you know about him? If that's not the most Pacers hire of all time, like for him to get a they're probably he's probably a solid coach that no one knows about. That's like the most Pacers person <laughs> to hire ever in, in history. The, Nate McMillan. People knew about Nate McMillan. Yeah, I mean six I mean not Sixers. Supersonics fans knew about Nate Trail McMillan. Trailblazers, he was their coach. He's I think a top ten winningest all time coach. He mm, what? I promise. Well, I'll look this up right now. A while you tell me everything you know about Nate Bjorkren. <laughs> I don't know anything about old Nate Bjorkren. Wasn't he a assistant coach somewhere? Yes, he was an assistant coach in Toronto with okay. Nick Nurse. And before that, he was in Phoenix, which we're going to talk about in a second. But he was under Earl Watson and um, someone else. Well, uh, Jeff Hornacek. The it's, it's one of those things where, like, unless – you're weirdly into a team. Like, I'm sure, like, Jack, you could tell us who the assistants for the Pacers are. I could tell you who the assistants and the staff is, some of them at least. I for think everybody can tell you who the assistants are for the Spurs. It's not crazy. It's No, ahead. I'm not I'm not saying it, like, well, of course you know this. What I'm about just saying current? it's crazy how. What about current? Who do you know who currently is? I know Will Hardy, Becky Ham, and Tim Duncan. Ooh, you're missing a huge one. The shot doctor. Oh, Ime Yudoku? No, he doesn't even work there anymore, dude. Shot doctor? Yeah, dude. I kn- Chip I, England. Oh, England. 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 He'll come and get you. He'll shoot uh, you. Ah, that shot country doctor. out in Europe. Yeah. So, but it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I don't know how good you are as a coach until I guess I see you. So you know, you look. There's there's definitely like coaching trees. I wonder if Nick Nurse now is going to have his own coaching tree. Is he that good of a coach that like people are, or a coaching family? If you think about, I that. believe it. Um, wow, I, I believe it. He's a people person, and he's he going to help people grow. I think he's a great coach. Um, I was completely wrong about Nate McMillan. Okay, I didn't want to. Tenth, <laughs> tenth all time is Bill Fitch with nine hundred forty-four. Nate McMillan has six hundred sixty-one wins, <laughs> <laughs> and five hundred eighty-eight losses. So he's a winning coach. But that's good. Yeah, I, w- I was wrong. I, w- I was wrong. Will Nate McMillan ever be a head coach in the NBA again? I mean, honestly, he can't even get a job right now. It seems he like. can't, and there's so many unless, openings. Unless he's not looking for one, but... Maybe. I can see the Bulls. Yeah, he's going to have to be an assistant somewhere. Probably. Which is what he did with the Pacers before when he was Nate or uh, Vogel's assistant. Tough. And uh, for whatever reason, which we, we've we been talking about this as Pacers fans because Vogel won a championship. Yep. I mean, Le- LeBron won the championship, but Vogel's a really good coach, and everyone believes it. I mean, he was really good at Indy. And then for whatever reason, we just parted ways with him. It was like we couldn't come to an agreement with him. Yep. And we gave the job to Nate McMillan. And I have no idea why. Like, the, the idea was we're going to be a less defensive team and move the ball more. And Nate McMillan is 
not that. So literally the opposite of that. Yeah. Um. Oh, this says his nicknames are Nate and Mac. <laughs> For Nate McMillan? Yeah. What about give me some Nate Bjorkgren n- nicknames? Uh, Nate Bjorkgren's nicknames are Nate and Mac. What? Wow, weird. But yes, like you said, it is an all-time Pacers hire. It makes sense because it's the Pacers. Yep. They hire bald guys named Nate. For sure. 100%. <laughs> so there you go. Nothing, um, no, no, nothing too flashy for them. <laughs> so let me just go through some of this real quick with Nate Bjorkman. I just wrote down some notes. Pritchard claimed in, in an interview with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, the Pacers wanted to become a more modern basketball team, and they believe Bjorkman will help them move in that direction. I've heard this before. Yeah. But I believe it. I really do. And there's one reason I'm so excited for him to be our head coach. I'm going to talk about that in a, a few notes down, but... Moving into the modern basketball era is a super important thing for the Pacers, apparently, going forward, which it should have been mm, 10 years ago. Sure. Maybe. And I'm glad it's finally happening. I hope when Pritchard says this that he means we're moving on from one of our big men. And I hope it's Miles Turner. If we can get more for Sabonis, then let's do it. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep Miles Turner as my center. But, man, we cannot do two centers. That's it. You're saying it. So let's talk dream scenarios then for you. Okay. Let's just let's just put it all on the table, Jack. I know that you talked about this, but I want to hear it myself. Three top three trades you want to see the Pacers make this year. Well, can they overlap? Can it just be like separate trades, or sure. does it have to be like the three trades we make? Uh, let's go separate trades. Okay. Because there's three players I really like, and okay. I I really do believe we can make it happen. I, I, but I don't. What do I know? None of us know anything. Number one, Drew Holiday. You want Drew? You want the Holiday brothers? Yeah, and I mean he's a stellar defender. He is. He's great. The only problem with that is he's not like a six foot six guy, which is what we really need because is he what six five? He's probably six three, six four. I got you. I yeah, look look that up. But I think he's bigger than that. Let's yeah, the see. problem is though is like we need people who can guard the small forward position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think moving Oladipo to the three is going to work for the Pacers going forward if we have Drew at the two. Yes, Drew Holiday is like a player I've always wanted him and Oladipo in 2017 or 2018 um, at the end of the 17, 18 season were both first team all defense. Okay. So I've wanted that for a long time. I mean, I, I love drew holiday who doesn't. Um, and then having him on the Pacers with his two brothers, which yeah. if we get drew holiday, that probably means we can't keep Justin holiday financially, unless he signs for a lot less, like a minimum, which, which might won't happen. Which no, I think he's going to get 7 million somewhere. If I had to guess, wow. he's a three and D player shot over 40% from three this year. can guard four positions. He's, he has a spot on the Spurs. If he wants to come through. Dude, honestly, he's a perfect Spurs player. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another player the Pacers give to the Spurs. <laughs> so, yeah, Drew Holiday is probably number one. I mean, talent-wise, like, I'd rather Bradley Beal. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you afford Bradley Beal? You'd have to give up. Sabonis. It would have to be the centerpiece, and Did I don't I, know. They, I don't think they need Sabonis. Yeah, they need Sabonis. What are you talking about? They well, they need Sabonis with Bradley Beal. They can't get yeah, Bradley Beal because the pick Sabonis. and roll with Sabonis and Bradley Beal would be unreal. But like, if they were to get something in return, is Sabonis better than what other teams are going to offer? No. You don't think? What are other teams even capable of offering? I'm not sure, but I think if somebody gave like a big package, I think it's somebody like Denver who can give three players as opposed to one. They give like three players and a draft pick, and then they're going to get Bradley. Beal well, that's exchange. that's where I think you're wrong okay um because we do have aaron holiday uh that's true if you're gonna throw in like another point guard in there yeah who's and he's a really good player he just can't get on the court because we have oladipo and brogdon who are older and they're both the team captains and they're obviously better but brock but holiday looked good 
I forgot. You guys have you guys have a squad when you want to. No, I mean the thing about the Pacers and why we were so good this year is depth because yeah. our second unit. I I don't know how much you watched this year. It's Aaron Holiday, T.J. McConnell, Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, um, and then Sabonis would swing over with the second unit. I even remember the game we went to mm-hmm. together. They the second unit was carrying the first. That's unit. what, dude. That's the word. That's why it's like, dude, Nate, you have to figure something else out, or you're, you're not gonna last. Because what would happen is we'd always come out flat to start games. Yeah. And then second unit, Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott would hit huge shots. T.J. McConnell would make a crazy steal on defense, make some plays, and we'd be right back in the game. Yeah. Um, and usually be leading by the end of the first because of that. So, um, yeah, our second unit was good and super underrated. I mean, I know a lot of people like aren't going to talk about T.J. McConnell or Doug McDermott or Justin Holiday as like good players, but man, they were really good and glue pieces for our second unit. Mm. T.J. Leaf got some time with the second unit That's at too some bad. points, and yeah, it was too bad. So, <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. But um, yes. Uh, Bradley Beal would be a dream. I don't think it's possible. And then your third trade, who else? Well, I've said this a lot, and this is part part of the reason why you're here. Uh, Demar Derozan. I'm. Let's do it. I agree with you. Yes. So Demar Derozan for Victor Oladipo. Let's go. Oh no, that's the thing. We can't do that. <laughs> so th- I know a big trade's going to happen with the Pacers. I'm worried it's going to be Danilo Gallinari. Which is oh. not a bad thing either because he's a good player. Yeah. Um, and I might talk myself into it the more I think about it but um, and say it out loud. The thing is, though, like, I definitely want TJ Warren to play the four. And I know Bjorkgren wants him to do that as well because yeah. – and we were going to talk about this. I'm just going to bring it up now. Bjorkgren was the guy who's credited with TJ Warren's development in Phoenix when he was an assistant coach in Phoenix. Oh. So this is a dream scenario for TJ Warren who – as soon as the hire happened, was hyped. Does that make you think? Let's talk. Let's talk big, big picture here. Does that make you think that the leadership of the Pacers said our guy moving forward is T.J. Warren, and so we're going to pick a coach that T.J. likes as opposed to who Victor Oladipo likes? Um, I I don't want to say that definitively because I, man, I don't know. I think you definitely have to invest in T.J. Warren's development. Sure. Especially, I mean. This, the bubble he just had was unreal. It was a perfect scenario for him, though. A quiet guy who just wants to go to work. Yep. Um, no distractions for him. He was yep. there to work. And when uh, we were at the bubble, Sabonis was out the whole time. So Warren played the four and l- looked really good. And it, it unlocked a new level. Like, he's a modern NBA four playing the three. That level is going to be unlocked if he can play the four this year. And I think the Pacers are going to be willing to move in that direction. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up here soon because we're running short on time, Jacob. But... Let's talk about a DeMar DeRozan trade in depth. Like, what do the Spurs need that the Pacers have? And try to keep Oladipo out of this because this is a Pacers podcast. This is the all-Pacers podcast. Yeah. The number one Pacers podcast in the world. Hold on. Before we, like, just move on and say, like, you can't have Oladipo. We can't give up Oladipo. Let's look at what you do have, okay? And what you can afford to lose. You've got a great center in DeMontis Sabonis. Uh Uh-huh. You have a, a trained by Arvidas center who's gonna <laughs> give you he's gonna give you the pick and roll option. He's starting to hit that fifteen footer, which is really gonna start to open up that offense a little bit. You've got TJ Warren who can now hit the three at a high level. He can open up your floor even more. He can also be a cutter that you need. You got Malcolm Brogdon, a floor general. Like you have the pieces. You don't need Old Depot anymore, man. <laughs> what you need 
is that is that fourth guy who can come in and just get to the bucket and hit free throws. You know who that is? Let me sell you on it. <laughs> Let's hear it. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm sorry. In my heart, Oladipo's off the table. But, uh, but b- what the about big in winner, Pritchard's heart? In Pritchard's heart know. is Oladipo off the table. I, I can never understand the depths of Pritchard's heart. Yeah, no one can. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Wait, before we move on, your best package for DeMar DeRozan. You might not like this, but Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, and a future first-round pick. Don't insult me. Don't insult me to my face. I don't think the Pacers would be willing to give a first-round pick. I'm not even kidding. That Don't insult me to my face. Financially, it matches up. Spurs get a younger player. They can get off of the disgruntled DeMar DeRozan. We don't need another big man who can do nothing. <laughs> we we need a, a slasher scorer. Look, we give Miles Turner a lot of heat, but he is a defensive anchor. Um, he's running the show on defense. We're good, baby. Rim yeah. protector. Give me Yakapurtle. Okay, you can have him. <laughs> That's fine. If you'd rather have Pirtle, then we're keeping Miles Turner. <laughs> Perfect. Send all Defo with a bow on him. I'm okay, excited. Okay, okay. Hey, well, um, thanks, Jacob, for joining this episode of the All Pacers Pod. It was, it was a blast. great. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime that we talk about the Spurs. I'm in. I'll be here or once Trailblazers. A year. <laughs> I'll be here twice a year. Love it. Hey, well, um, thanks again for listening to the All Pacers Pod. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and Twitter at all underscore pacers. And leave us a five-star review as well. We'll give you a shout-out on the next podcast if you do and send us an image on Twitter or Instagram. Peace out. about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent